Today, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free masterclass to heal anxiety. Now, this is especially for those of you who have tried many other programs or interventions and you feel like there's just something missing, like these treatments or therapies just keep missing the mark. Or for those of you who've been told that you just need to manage your anxiety and you know that this is utter BS because no one wants to just manage with disruptive anxiety forever. So this masterclass is sharing inside secrets of what it means to truly heal anxiety by understanding the three parts of anxiety and how these are causing problems. The link is in the show notes to register for free. See you there. Have you ever wondered why anxiety just won't budge? Like, what is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, a psychologist turned international anxiety coach, and I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control of your life so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. So grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. Welcome back to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. Last week, we spoke a little bit about self-care. Now this week, I want to build on that concept and start talking about self-compassion. Now this is such an imperative piece in shifting anxiety. So tune in folks and let's listen to how we are going to begin shifting our self-criticism, which is causing more anxiety, to self-compassion so that you can heal your anxiety. I said it last week when we were talking about self-care that most people roll their eyes because this is such a vague topic that gets thrown around so loosely. And I'm willing to bet that you probably feel the same about self-compassion or the idea of self-love. But let me tell you folks, this is probably one of the most powerful components in the work that I do with all of my clients across the board, whether they be in therapy for trauma or depression, or whether they're in one of my coaching programs for their anxiety. This self-compassionate piece is one of the most important pegs in the process. So I want to talk about that with you today because I'm not sure that you understand the gravity and how powerful this process can be for you to begin shifting your anxiety. So let's first have a look at what it actually means to be self-compassionate. The best way to try and understand this is by looking at the opposite, which is self-criticism. And I'm willing to bet that almost every one of you will be able to resonate with what self-criticism looks like. This is the part of you that is berating yourself every time you make a mistake or you don't get it right or you're not better when you want to be. We call this part your inner critic. And it's the part of self that hangs out in the background with its persistent narrative, making comments all day long about what you're doing and how well you're doing it. So for example, I'm one of those people who refuses to buy a rice cooker. Don't know why, just will not do it. So I will always cook my rice on the stovetop in a pot. And you know what else I do every single time? I leave the lid on the pot. And this always creates a massive mess because I leave the lid on, I walk away, and of course, when the rice starts to bubble, it bubbles over with that white gooey mess because dare I admit it, I also don't rinse my rice. 
Whoops. Again, something that I won't learn my lesson on, but I will do this time and time again. And every single time I return to my stovetop to find my big white gooey mess, I will go, oh my gosh, you're such an idiot. That there, my friends, is an inner critic. It's the part of you that is going to call you names, tell you that you're stupid or useless, or tell you how other people don't want to hang out with you, or how your anxiety is becoming a burden to everyone else, that no one wants to hear you complain about this yet again, that people don't want to hang out with you, that you should be better by now, that you're not doing it well enough, that you're somehow faulty or defective. It's that part of you that says the stuff to you that you would never say to a friend or a partner. So if we're trying to identify what it is that we're saying to ourselves that is part of the inner critic, the best way to do it is to think if there was someone like your child, this is a great example, if you could put your child in your position and they were going through exactly what you're going through right now, would you say what you've just said to yourself to your child. Now I can assure you, my 11 year old daughter is just learning her way around the kitchen. She loves to bake. She loves to try on her hand with cooking. She makes a really big mess. But I tell you what, I would never in my wildest dreams stand over her when she made the mistake of leaving the lid on the pot, even if it was for the hundredth time. I would never stand there and say, oh my gosh, Shay, you are such an idiot. I would never say that. And yet somehow, I think it's okay to say that to myself. Now, why is this important? Because a large portion of your anxiety is driven by this inner critic and the mean things that you say to yourself. It's like a bully that stands at your shoulder and continuously says really negative things about who you are and how you're performing. And you can imagine that if you really had to spend, in reality, a day with somebody behind you saying that stuff at you all day long, well, anyone would feel anxious with that, right? Anyone would get to the end of their day and feel defeated and down and worthless. But very few of us would actually tolerate that. At some point during the day, you would turn around and if not punch this bully in the face, you would tell them exactly where to get off with some choice words, I would imagine. But yet, we allow ourselves to bully ourselves all day long. And the reason I'm pointing this out to you is because I want to show you that a lot of the anxiety that you come out with at the end of the day makes so much sense because of the things that you're saying to yourself all day long. Now, the complete opposite of self-criticism is self-compassion. So how do we turn all of this on its head? Well, we want to behave in a far more compassionate way towards ourselves. In many cases, it helps to think about how you would respond to your child or your partner or your best friend. If they were in the same position as you, what would you say to them? And then have that same attitude toward yourself. This surely is easier said than done, right? There is a lot more to this process that comes in with core beliefs and our inner child But let me tell you, just beginning to think about what it is that you're saying to yourself and having a little bit more compassion for yourself is going to begin shifting how much anxiety you experience during the day. Now, self-compassion looks like permission. It is permission to get things wrong sometimes. 
It is permission to feel less than okay. It is permission to give yourself time to heal and be a little less than what you normally expect of yourself. In many ways, self-compassion is being the parent to yourself that you wish you'd had when you were little. Listen to that again. Compassion is being the parent to yourself that you wish you had when you were little. Which really means having unconditional acceptance for yourself. Now let's play with this for just a second because I want you to see how powerful this can be if you're able to cultivate it for yourself. Imagine that you accepted yourself just as you were, completely unconditionally, that it was absolutely acceptable for you to make mistakes, get things wrong, not feel flash, have emotional meltdowns, all of the negative things that you think you're doing if you just permitted yourself to be who you were in that moment, to really lean into the idea that it is what it is. If you could accept yourself no matter what, then having a panic attack in the middle of a supermarket wouldn't be such a big deal, right? It wouldn't matter that other people saw you having anxiety in this moment or getting on that airplane and then suddenly being so anxious that you lose control. Not that that actually happens when we have anxiety or panic attacks, but I know that this is a big fear for many of my clients who have anxiety and panic. So it wouldn't matter that you just lost control and had an absolute meltdown on an airplane because you accepted yourself and you had compassion for yourself. And in that space, you would know that other people likely have the same level of compassion for you. If you were able to generate that level of self-compassion that allowed you to just feel what you're feeling in any given moment, then you wouldn't layer more emotional responses on top of the feeling that you're already having. So for example, if you woke up in the morning and you felt really anxious, you wouldn't think to yourself, oh my gosh, I need to sort this out because I can't go to work like this. No one can see me anxious. I should have had this sorted out by yesterday. You would think, oh, I'm anxious and I'm going to create room for that because it's acceptable to feel the way that I feel right now. If you could completely accept how you feel, then you wouldn't feel anxious about being anxious. So self-compassion is such an important piece of this journey. It's such an important factor for our mental health in general. Because when we have self-compassion, then the overriding feeling is, I am okay just the way I am. And let's face it, we know that with anxiety, a huge portion of our anxiety is about not being okay with the way that we are. Now, I'm very well aware that a lot of this is much easier said than done. And it's why I dedicate entire programs to helping my clients get there. But you can begin today just by noticing all the mean, critical things that you say to yourself. Because the minute you become more aware of that, you bring it from an unconscious realm into the conscious. And when you begin to actively see it, then it becomes something that you can choose to do. You see, when we're just reacting to ourselves, that's an unconscious space. But when you bring it into the conscious realm, then you begin responding. And sometimes, 
hopefully more often than not, you'll find that it is not that possible to actively choose to be mean to yourself. You would rather choose to be kind. Once again, thank you for hanging out with me and I will see you in our episode next week. Before you go, I have a quick announcement. I am looking for 15 people that are ready to truly heal their anxiety. Like people who have tried other strategies and they know that there is more to overcoming anxiety than just managing it. I have a brand new mentorship program opening up and I can only take 15 people who are ready to invest in themselves and reclaim their lives for good. We're going to heal the root cause of anxiety, stop anxiety about anxiety and regulate the central nervous system in a fully comprehensive 12-week program. Now, if this sounds like you, then please use the link in the show notes to hop on the waitlist and I'll let you know when enrollment opens. So that wraps up today's episode and I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show, but to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I really love to connect. So find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are found below in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in.